ask yourself this simple question. And again, just because it's simple does not mean it'll be easy to answer. And it doesn't mean it's not valuable. Who do you have to be in the different groups of people that you surround yourself with? So are you somebody different around your family? Most people are. If you really do want to shine, you really do want to have an impact, you really do want to achieve goals and dreams, you really do want to grow and evolve and learn, you're going to have to deal with this thing we call judgment. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, NLU weekly live podcast. Week number 132. If you want to find your people, you have to be yourself. Happy Monday. We hope you had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I was on a podcast the other day, Alan, as most of my stories start nowadays. And Mm -hmm. one of the questions they asked, they said, If you're somebody who is growing, if you're trying to figure out who you are, if you're trying to recalibrate your circle, how do you find your people? And I said, well, it's very simple. If you want to find your people, you have to be yourself. And after doing that episode and talking to them about that, I figured that would be a good thing for Alan and I to talk about because I have made that social media post several times and people have seemed to like it. So why not do a deeper dive in terms of an episode and make it a live one? So that is what we're going to talk about for week number 100. In 32. 132. It's wild. So isn't it interesting how being ourselves in social circles, different social circles, is so challenging? Uh, I use a very simple framework. Uh, three layers. You've heard it before if you're, a, if you're a new listener. This is the first time you're hearing it. So the first layer, the center of this circle, is who you really are. The second layer uh, is who you want to believe you are. And then the third layer is who you want other people to believe you are. And the thing is, is that when, when we go into a social setting and we are in certain relationships, and we all can think of this intuitively, right? You probably act a little different with your family than you do with your intimate partner. You probably act a little differently with your cousins than you do with your coworkers. Here's another good example. If you do work in corporate and, and or at your job, you probably act at least a little bit different with them. It's a little more professional of a vibe, that kind of thing. So we all wear all these different hats all the time. And a lot of people call themselves a chameleon. I can fit in anywhere. And I certainly used to say that back in college. I remember I had a, uh, a friend come up to me and literally say, like, you are hands down the most popular kid on this campus. And I was like, thank you. I appreciate that. But what I didn't realize back then is yes I had a lot of fun and I had a lot of friends I mean friends of friends of friends of friends right there was 12 fraternities on campus I knew people in every one etc etc what I didn't understand is that being around that many different people Kev it it I lost myself I lost who I really am and when I was 26 years old I got in that car accident I reevaluated my life and I just committed like I'm gonna find me and I'm going to stick to me. So those three circles, first circle, who you really are. Second circle, who you want to believe you are. Third circle, who you want others to believe you are. My goal is to get those circles to be all the same. 
with certain nuances, right? Of course, we're all going to be a little bit different in different contexts, right? If I'm on the football field, I'm going to act a little differently than I'm on a podcast. I might, maybe I'll be a little more competitive in football. But at the end of the day, I want to be myself. And the hardest thing in the world is to be yourself because we all want to be socially accepted. We want to be liked. Um, we have fear of judgment, fear of criticism, fear of loss of love, fear of not being valued. Um, and so that's what we're talking about today. In the prep for this, Alan and I were talking and I said, you know, what's interesting. So much of our community, so many of our amazing listeners, so many of the amazing NLU family, they have been told by somebody most likely in their life that they are either not enough blank or not blank enough, whatever it may be, or they're too much or they're too much blank. And I said to Alan, you know, what's interesting. What if the people that told them that are just wrong? What if the people who told them that are just not their type of people? And I've, I've said this before on the podcast, I've told the story. There was a time in my life where I was hanging out with some people and we were looking up at the sky. We were looking up at the stars at night and it was beautiful. And there was like, it was just so bright. You could see so many stars, not a cloud in the sky. And I said, you know, it's so wild. If gravity decided to take a day off, we would just float out into space. Just we'd be up there floating around. And I got laughed at by some people. And there's two things I can do. Number one, I can internalize that as, oh my goodness, I am so weird. And I am weird. I'm a strange human being, but I love that. I love that about me. Or I could say, you know what? Those probably aren't the type of people I would normally spend time with. They're probably not the type of people I would normally spend time with. Taryn and I went to Vermont recently and we went up with another couple. And one of my other buddies said, hey, I wish, I really wish I could have came up. Those are my type of people. AKA, those are the people that I'd like to be around. They have deep conversations. They're fun to be around. They like to have fun, but they're also people who take themselves, you know, they don't take themselves super seriously. They like talking about things other than surface level. That's the type of person I'd like to surround myself with. So this is my question. To, if you're watching this live, if you're listening to the replay, ask yourself this simple question. And again, just because it's simple does not mean it'll be easy to answer. And it doesn't mean it's not valuable. Who do you have to be in the different groups of people that you surround yourself with. So are you somebody different around your family? Most people are. I'm definitely not as Kevin, like this version of Kevin around certain family members, because this version of Kevin does not necessarily, I don't want to say get along with that, but it's different, right? It's a different dynamic. Around your different friend groups, how are you acting? Who do you have to be to fit into those groups? And what we're really talking about today is, in theory... If you do it the right way, you shouldn't have to be any type of person other than yourself. Because if you're going to fit into a group, it should be you that's fitting in. Your authentic you. Now again, that doesn't mean that you don't have to work on yourself and work on your self-awareness and try to eliminate the negative parts of your ego. Obviously, that's always going to be there. But it's you saying, this is who I am in all of my weirdness, or whatever it is, in all of my passion, in all of my curiosity, in all of my my desire to learn more in all of my questioning, whatever it may be. Last thing, and I'll kick it to you, Alan, because I'm going to take this whole thing. I'm going off on a rant. Alan and I were, we were in Florida. We were at an event and uh, Bianca and Emilia went down there with us. And I think they had gone to bed and you and I were, I think we were watching Gladiator. Gladiator. And when I get tired, I get very, very goofy and I just say weird things that I don't think a lot of people think about because they have other things that they're thinking about. And I said, Alan, you know what's so weird, man? 
and we were eating, I think we were eating McDonald's or something. I said, you know what's so weird, man? Tomorrow we're going to get on a plane and this pilot, we have no idea what's going on in their life. We have no clue. I mean, that person could have, they could have gotten no sleep. They could be drinking monster energy drinks when they're walking up to the gate. They could be having the best day ever. It could be their last flight before they retire. It could be their first flight ever. We have no clue who is going to be flying that plane. But we just get on there and we don't even second guess it. We say, I'm sitting in 23C. I'm going to buckle up. And I'm going to watch this movie. And that's just a weird thought to have. Again, now Alan didn't judge me for that. That's what our relationship is built on. But that's a weird thing to bring up. And some people might say, Kev, you're so weird for that. And this is just who I am. If that doesn't jive with you, then you know, that's maybe our relationship won't get to the depths that it could. But yes, that's my story. Don't know why I said it, but I'm going to, that's, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. Well, I think that, uh, one of the things that I want to bring to all our listeners and anyone watching this right now, you're not alone in this fear of judgment thing. It's way bigger than I thought. I remember at the beginning of this podcast journey, five and a half years ago, I was like constantly talking about overcoming my fear of judgment. We would talk about fear chasing all the time back then. Um, I had hashtag fear no judgment as one of the hashtags I always used on social media. And I think I'm now coming to understand how big that is. And you had that person who you said, okay, zero to 10, how scary would it be to take a video and post it on Facebook Hmm. expressing your truth? And she said 10 out of 10. Then it was like, I think you asked her, just take one and don't show anybody. Just save it right. to your camera roll. And then the third right. and one that was, would be a zero. Yeah. Right. And the third one was take one and send it to me. Just me. Exactly. Exactly. And so there's no one that I've ever met other than people that are very delusional about self that that really don't have this fear of judgment. And and I've spoken at high schools and different things like that. In high school, it's usually very, very rampant. Um, if you remember how much you were afraid of judgment in high school, same with me. I mean, honestly, right? We we wear the cool clothes and hang out with the cool kids mm-hmm. and all that crap, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so just when I was in my uh, in a high school speech, Kev was there for this, and I just said, essentially, all of you are afraid of judgment, and I want you to know you're not alone. Everyone is afraid of judgment. But if you're going to be disliked, which you will, no matter who you are, if you're out there watching or listening to this, someone out there doesn't vibe with you. And that's a fact, okay? You might as well be disliked for who you really are. And I forget when I got to that point, but I, I maybe it was after my car accident. I just decided, you know what? If I'm going to be disliked, if someone's going to not vibe with me or dislike me or judge me, at least I'll do it being who I really am. Because you can spend the rest of your life, right? There's that Aristotle quote of like, If you fear criticism, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. If you really do want to shine, you really do want to have an impact, you really do want to achieve goals and dreams, you really do want to grow and evolve and learn, you're going to have to deal with this thing we call judgment. And I have a quick story about this. So the law of attraction does not work properly when you aren't yourself. That's what this whole episode's about. How do you be yourself? And this is my story to represent it. Let's say you're at a wedding, and everyone at that wedding, by the way, um, is there because they know the couple in some shape or form. So these you're around a lot of people you don't necessarily know, unless you're sitting at a table with people. And that's, by the way, when you have a wedding, typically you seat people who know each other together, because it can be really awkward when you're at a table with no one you know, all right? So you get to the wedding, let's say, like me, let's say I'm at a wedding. 
Okay, I have a book behind me called The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth by John C. Maxwell. One of my favorite books of all time. I mean, talk about a book that helps you maximize your potential. It is just so good. Let's say I start talking about that book. Most likely, most of the people at the table won't know what I'm talking about, won't have read the book. But there might be someone who has. And they are going to recognize that and go, oh, I love that book. And then we're going to start having a conversation. And then later throughout the night, maybe they'll come up to me. Maybe we bond over that book. Maybe they suggest a book to me. How many times have you had a book suggestion, Kev, that changed your paradigm, changed your life? Right? Mm -hmm. So the law of attraction works properly when you speak your passions, when you talk about your truths. Whereas what do most of us do? Well, I don't really, maybe, maybe it's not appropriate to talk about books at weddings. Nobody really cares about that. Right? So you stay small. You suppress. You're afraid of loss. You're afraid of judgment. You're afraid of criticism. You're afraid to be embarrassed. You're afraid to be the odd one out. Right? No one's dancing. You're afraid to be the first one on the floor. Everyone's dancing. You're afraid to be the only one sitting. Human beings are very social creatures and you have to understand these fears are controlling you. And the only way to find your people is to be yourself. And it takes courage. And you have to recognize when you're shelling up. And you have to fear chase. You have to decide, you know what? I am going to talk about books at this wedding because I love books, right? Instead of pretending to talk about some show you don't even care about or whatever. So group coaching was definitely an experience for me. Getting to know the people was was really, really cool. Everybody's kind of moving towards the same goal. And I definitely started to see the value in what Kevin and Alan were presenting to us. PPT for me was something that was really huge. I was looking for a system to help me kind of keep track of, of the things that I had to do every day to make sure that I was productive. I feel like I got so much value out of it and I am so grateful that I took the leap and I decided to join. So Taryn and I went to a wedding recently. It was amazing. It was a great wedding. And before we got there, Taryn said, I have a friend and her husband's going to be there and you're going to love him. And I was like, why? And she said, well, he's just, I don't know, he's your type of person. He's fun. He's funny. He's, he doesn't take himself too seriously. He likes talking about deep stuff. He's very curious. You're going to love him. And by the end of the night, we were just buddy, buddy. We were buddy, buddy. But this is the interesting thing. Early in my journey, and this can go for anybody out there if you're early at anything, if you're just beginning something and you do not yet feel like you can embody that thing, it's not part of your identity yet. Early in my journey, I was afraid to introduce myself as a podcaster because we were broke. We weren't making a lot of money. We didn't have a lot of episodes and nobody was listening and nobody wants to introduce themselves as that. But I've gone to two or three weddings in the last year and a half and something very interesting has happened. I'm the cool podcast guy. I'm the cool podcast guy who doesn't have a normal job and does things differently. And that was one of the things that myself and this gentleman bonded on. He was so curious He's like, wait, you've done 1,100 episodes? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that we, yeah, it's awesome. And he's like, where do you do it? And I said, well, we have, I have a studio at my house. And he's like, wait, you just do it from home? And I said, yeah. He's like, where, is your, where does Alan do it from? And I said, he does it from his house. We just do it online. And it was just this awesome conversation. But at one point, I was afraid to be myself. Now, this, isn't, this is the beautiful thing. The shortest answer I can ever give somebody who says, how do I find my people? You start a community wrapped around what you value. That is what Alan and I have done. Now, there are so many amazing people. If you listen to this podcast, it is quite literally because Alan and I created a community based on who we were and maybe what we wanted more of in our lives. You can do the same thing. Now, it's going to take a long time and there's a lot of work that goes into it, but that is one surefire way to do it. 
in the beginning, it's very hard to stay you, especially if you're adopting a new identity. So if you're starting a social media page and you're posting stuff, you're not going to get a lot of love in the beginning. But if that's who you are, just stay with that. Really, really stay with that. And this is the thing too that we really have to think about throughout all parts of our journey. Who am I surrounding myself with and why am I surrounding myself with them? Why am I finding myself around them? Is it because I can be more of myself or is it because this is the person and the people I'm used to spending time with, but I have to be less of myself? Alan said this earlier, I'm pretty good at being a chameleon. You can stick me in any room and I'll most likely get along with, I would say 99% of people, but that doesn't always mean I should be doing that. Just because you can do that doesn't mean you should because you're not going to be building relationships based on who you are. You're going to be building relationships based on who somebody else thinks you are or who somebody else wants you to be, really. And ultimately, that will tarnish the relationship anyway because they're going to eventually find out who you really are. It's very difficult to constantly... I mean, all of us have gone to a social event and then felt really drained at the end of the day, even though it was fun. And it's because there were so many social dynamics going on. The holidays are a good example of that, right? You're, you're doing a bunch of stuff. You're around a bunch of people. And it's interesting. So uh, my second point here is relationships are actually a byproduct of a mutual core value. All right. So Kevin knows a bunch of podcasters. His main focal point in life is podcasting. Okay. He lives and breathes pos- podcasting every single day. We produce 21 other shows, including one of my other ones. Everything's podcasting. So we know a ton of podcasters, like probably dozens, if not hundreds at this point. But that's not normal. That's just because we're podcasters. And so everything, just like if you play football or you play basketball or you play softball, you probably know a bunch of other people that play softball, play baseball, play football, whatever it is. Relationships are actually built on a common core value. So prior to 26, when I used to drink often, um, I used to have a focal point of having as much fun as possible and drinking was a big part of that. So I had all these relationships that were built on having fun and drinking and when I quit drinking, a lot of those relationships really dissipated. And it's just, if I take that personally without this deeper understanding of, oh, okay. So those relationships were deeply meaningful, many of them, but I no longer do the thing that they're still doing So therefore, obviously, the quality time is going to go down and therefore the relationship will eventually dissipate. And that doesn't mean it ever fully goes away. I'll always have love for those people. But it definitely isn't going to be what it once was, right? And we've all experienced this. You move, I remember I lived in LA for three months. So you move away and you grow and you evolve. And when you come back, you're not the same. You're not fully the same. You've evolved. You've changed, Every time you evolve, your relationships have to evolve as well. Every time you grow, your relationships have to grow. And some people will be inspired by that and super excited by that. And other people will filter out. And that's just part of getting older. And I think that's why older people, Kev, they they have small circles. Mm. You don't meet a lot of people in their 70s and 80s and 90s that have like these huge circles of friends. They know a lot of people, but they spend a lot of time in solitude or with their significant other because... It's just built on common core values. Fire. Thanks, brother. Fire. Last thing I'll say before we go to the Q&A. I did a post. uh, Was it in Next Level Nation? I don't know. I, I wrote it somewhere and then I did a post on it. And I said, change might be the most difficult but necessary thing of all time. Something like that. And I really believe, especially when it comes to relationships and especially when it comes to leaning into who you really want to be, 
I think there's this this chasm between you thinking I want to be this type of person and then actually being it. I think that's the challenge is if you are currently this type of person who spends time around these type of people, and I don't mean that in any negative way, but you want to be a new type of person who spends time with a new type of person, there's like a chasm in between where you kind of have to be lonely for a little bit. And that's scary unless you find somebody else who's into that. Alan and I, Alan was a mentor to me in the very beginning. I had him on my podcast for my very first guest and we based our relationship on growth and curiosity and deep conversations and impact and mastery and the truth, really. And we had a very, very, very challenging conversation today during our meeting that was just draining and stressful and, but that he's my type of person. We are each other's type of person where when we leave that, it's like, all right, cool. That That's exactly what should have happened. But it didn't start there. It started with what type of person is Alan? He's somebody who's into growth. Okay, I'm into growth. I think Alan's kind of my people. Let me get around him more. And then we've elevated together and we've definitely created some distance from other people too, but that is the way it should be. Anything in closing quickly? Um, yeah, I, I would say if do yourself a favor and just embrace this this understanding of when you become more of who you really are, you're going to attract more and more and more of the right people and you're going to inevitably filter out some of the people that no longer resonate with who you are. Um, it's like a radio frequency. If I dial it a 97.8, that's a different station than 98.7 and I think that's how the law of attraction really works and obviously it's a lot deeper than that but if you just let, and, and here's the very last thing, put a dollar in the jar. Dollar in the jar. Dollar in the jar. Uh, it's when you dial and change your station, it's going to take a little bit of time to find those new people. And the, the pain of the trade-off of the old world is going to always come long before the new opportunities, the new persons, places, things, and ideas. So it can be really lonely. Um, just know you're not alone in lonely land. It's, it's a thing. Next level nation mm -hmm. imagine you're a podcast listener you listen to the podcast you're watching us on youtube you're watching us live right now and you're thinking to myself i wonder what these guys are like behind the scenes i just wonder are they funnier maybe are they more serious maybe are they more intense definitely if you want to see <laughs> us behind the scenes and you want to join something that is a little bit outside of your comfort zone, but not to the point where it's going to stop you from doing it. We have a virtual monthly meetup, how to find your unique genius zone, November 3rd. Our virtual meetups are always free. They are always live on Zoom, but they're always private. So you can show up. You don't have to have your microphone on. You don't have to have your video on. It's Alan and I at a deeper level. And it's more of Alan and I. We can't necessarily tell everything on the podcast because some things have to remain private, but that is where you will see us at our deepest level for sure. Please join us. Speaking of deeper levels, huh. just burped there. Sorry about that. That's a, uh, that's ten dollars in the next level. Ten dollars per jar. burp. Every time you burp, well, it's going coming to a good out of cause. your pay. Coming out of your pay. My oh, okay, got it, got it. <laughs> I can't contribute right, so, to that. Uh, we have a book club. You may or may not have heard of it. No, but seriously. So, if you're out there, I can't even tell you how many people I've met in the community, clients, etc., who say, "I wish I could read more. I wish I would read more. I want to read more." There's, you're never going to look into your future. You're never going to look back and go, I wish I had really, you know what did it? You know what did me in? I just, I just read too many books. I, you know what it was? It took me off the rails. I read too many personal development books. Same. 
You're, yeah, exactly. So uh, we're reading Switch by Dan and Chip Heath. This book is about behavior change. In book club, we dig very, very deep, quite frankly, too deep at times. Um, but you don't even have to be on your mic or your camera, similar to the monthly meetup. Join us. We have a private WhatsApp group. It really is a wonderful community of people who love to read and who love to talk deep topics about how to change their life. It really is. We call it Mirror Club. Um, there's a lot of big mirrors in there, but if you really want the next level of growth, join us every Saturday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'm pretty sure Brandon has put the link in the comments, and the link will also be in the show notes. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.